This episode, we met with writer, performer, creator, passionate feminist, and good friend Tova Lay. Tova is dedicated to promoting gender equality and women's rights through her live performances and books, as well as her work as a podcaster and digital creator. We enjoyed a lighthearted and insightful conversation around the relevance of gender roles today, entitlement and rights versus responsibilities to each other, and the ability to get past our philosophies and opinions to be able to just listen to one another. Turn her into one with the questions I asked. Oh, yeah, your your questions were awful. Yeah, exactly. Awful questions. Really, really, the wrong questions. Yeah, exactly. I've rewritten them for you. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Do you look at anything the same as the first? No. (laughs) Okay, first thing I want to say let's ignore your questions. (laughs) I actually think it's important. uh, um, We can can have this on the air as well, but I I do think that the questions were the wrong questions. But I also think that they're important to ask because I think a lot of people are asking the wrong questions. Okay, okay. So it's kind of important that uh, we address that. Great, okay, good, good, excellent, excellent. So, yeah, we can can continue the conversation from here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you start, yeah, for sure, yeah. you introduce, well, okay. so it's but, the woman who needs no introduction then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll yeah. call Tova. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tova's just said to us that um, <laughs> we're asking all the wrong questions. Yeah. Yeah. Who, so who listens to your podcast? I'm so interested. Who, uh, who, who are your listeners? Go on, it's a real variety. Yeah, it's of kind people. of a variety. It's a lot of people who know Shul um, from the past, people who like have been yeah, kind yeah, of listening yeah, yeah, to yeah. things that you've been sharing in the yeah, past bunch yeah, of years. Yeah. Also, like myself, I share like on social media. I don't have a million followers, but <laughs> but I um, but I share that there as well. And it's a lot of um, a lot of people within the um, UK community, yeah. a bit in Israel and in America as well. Do you um, know like demora- demographics in terms of uh, gender split? So there is a bit more of men than women, but there's mm-hmm. kind of like an equal an yeah, equal yeah, split of sense. men and women. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, it kind of touches on topics that are really like are are. They're interesting for people of all ages, really. I mean, yeah. last week we had someone come here and speak about suicide. Wow. So that's something that, like, anyone, you know, yeah. anyone would gain, glean something, something insightful from. Yeah. Um, someone who yeah. he attempted suicide. This oh, time. Wow. Numerous yeah, times. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and very nearly succeeded. I mean. Yeah, he almost was died. Was it a, a young person or? Not he was young at the time when he oh, wow. attempted, but he's not, he's not old. I mean, he's in his 40s, you know, early yeah, 40s, yeah. late 30s, early 40s. You know, his, yeah. his suicide attempts were a little, were in his... 30s i would say yeah so who's yeah rel- relatively young yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but yeah we're trying to trying to kind of kind of interesting topics interesting people yeah you know what's the podcast called by the way <laughs> a, a better call shall <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's so great. Do people call him? Yeah, uh, no. Uh, well, that's yeah. the thing. It was originally yeah, going to be a call yeah, in be a podcast, call podcast, but, ah. but, but it will. Just, it will turn into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. once we get, you know, we're building momentum. We're building, yeah. trying yeah, to like get that. more, more, yeah. more exposure and more, more word out there on the streets. So I think. Once we get enough people involved, then it, then that opens a possibility for people to call in, and then it can be what yeah. its name means. Yeah, you yeah. know yeah. that's what we'd like it to be. We'd like it to be people calling in. Yeah, yeah. But you know, sort of with with <laughs> existential questions, you know, just they're on their minds right there and then. You know, that'd be great. You could also have them call in advance and then record the one that you sort of feel like was. Oh yeah, that's true. That'd be easier. Topic with a guest. That'd be yeah, easier. That's yeah, that's an interesting yeah. idea. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Questions. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, you're hired for a promotion. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is actually a job interview. We just yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. We're looking to replace Levy, yeah. and, and, yeah, luckily not, and luckily, I'm not of childbearing age. Yeah, 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 that's right. Good, thank Perfect God. For you. Yeah. Yeah. I think we already have two. Swiftly moving into today's topic. Yeah, yeah that's right. Positive Absolutely. discrimination. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No danger of water breaking. No. Well, so uh, Tova is is you you're not as as you said as you you know kind of clarified not an expert on on sort of feminism but you have opinions about it so so I that have, and that's I have a brain I think yeah that's fair enough and we all have opinions about all sorts of exactly. things yes absolutely so that's why we thought you'd be someone interesting to have conversations around this so maybe I'll jump straight in and ask you do you think there is a difference between men and women. And what's an, let, let's, not, <laughs> let's not assume. I don't want to assume that you do because that's yeah. going to say. As the next question is, if you do, what's the nature of that difference? But right. let's ask one question at Wait, a time. Really, is this really the question? It is really the question. What yeah. do you think? Oh, I think there's massive differences. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Uh, of course there are. No. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I'm just checking. Yeah. This was just a. This was. <laughs> this was just. This was your starter for ten, yeah. Tova. That's the the real the real <laughs> questions are coming the room. up. Yeah. Testing the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're testing the mics. It's yeah. the of biology. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so then, what is the nature of that difference? That's but the more you, fundamental so, question. No. So I think it's better if you actually uh, like revise the question because it's a really general question so okay I, you know to get a better understanding even that second part of it what's the nature of the difference okay i'll yeah, ask like you what type of well i will right. ask you so then let me try again do you think that there are any differences between men and women that go beyond biological differences again i feel like i need to understand better you need better uh, yeah. okay so because if you're if we're talking about differences i you know like do we all have we do we have the same body parts so we have a lot of the same body parts yes there yes. are certain body parts that we don't have the same yeah. so we are not at that level right yeah yeah you're not at that level we can we can go past grade three science yeah, biology exactly. you know <laughs> yeah, so just to understand like differences in what in how we're treated by society and the rights that we have legally no in, I, so i'm talking in, on nature in the nature in, of men and women in the fundamental nature. Are you getting onto roles already, or are you still? No, I'm not getting onto roles. But again, but we've already established that we don't have all the same body parts. So, what beyond that do you are you looking for? Well, well, let so so let's take an example. People might say, yeah, that maybe women are more emotional than right. men. Let's take that as an example. So then, what would you say about that? So that type of thing. Is there anything in that category? Where you would say there are behavioral differences. Uh, obviously, every human being is is different than every other human being. But generalizations about behavioral differences. Do you think there is anything that would fit into that category? I I think that the word generalization is brilliant, and it's yeah. great that you brought it up because okay. I think that there there is a there is a a great difference in how we look at men and women, and we yeah. generalize men. And categorize them as X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And we do the same for women as okay. X, Y, and Z. Is that supported in how we're actually, uh, um, how do you say, built from the inside? I don't know because I'm not an expert on. Sci- I'm not a scientist. I'm not a. I'm not a. I, I don't know. I do know that I, I. From what I have read, which is yeah. um, information that's available for everybody in the, uh, you know, the the, the internet, uh, <laughs> but also you know maybe talk to some experts and you know there are great people who this is literally the field of their research. Yeah. I think that most people agree that there's a a, a bit of both. That there are certain things that biology determines, and there are certain things that are just learned. 
just learnt behaviors. And it's kind of hard, I think, when people are grown-ups, right, to really determine how much is how how much of the, uh, the these two options, and I'm sure there are other options, by the way, because it's never just two. Yeah. But let's say how much of those options actually, what impact did they have? So if we took male and female, and we're just talking about these two binary genders, obviously we're not going to get into get the, uh, yeah, non-binary, right? but if we're talking about that. female and male, and put them in a lab... Mm. completely, completely detached from society and from everything else and raise them in the exact same manner, we we don't know how these two individuals would grow up and we don't right. know how if one of them would be more emotional or if one mm. of them would be more aggressive, which I'm assuming is kind of like the direction of like that generalization. Yeah. Yeah. I just gave two. Yeah. I just gave a random two. And no one's ever done that experiment. So mm. I don't know if I can give you a complete answer uh, in that way, okay. uh, but, but I do think that it's it's probably a combination of lots of things, certain things that are on the inside and certain things that come from the outside, i.e., from society and how we treat uh, and the roles we assign, ro- uh, mm. you know, gender and and you know, from I guess that comes from history. I don't know. From now, now Toby, <laughs> you seem to imply here that the only way that we can kind of really know anything is through sort of. Uh, random control tests, you know, science doing control tests no, on groups. No, I didn't and... say that. There, are, Like I said, there are plenty of research out there. There are people who this is what they have, are are, are basically, um, how do you say, um, writing about and uh, researching. Yeah. That is literally their field. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's already a lot of information out there. And I think the general consensus is that it's a combination of lots okay. of things. I'm just saying that we are not able to have that kind of, uh, absolute uh, yeah absolute clarity. experiment because absolute no one's certainty. gonna actually right, raise, no raise a baby in a lab for 20 years and check what type of person they become yeah you know yeah. and even then by the way you're still not you're still not able to really separate genes mm. because there are certain things that are just genetic right uh, so even in a lab you wouldn't well, really be able to, to determine that yeah exactly babies, exactly <laughs> <laughs> and then we're getting into right. really tricky territory yeah, yeah, that's right. so that's right. maybe we will never know no, but again, like I said, I from what I've read and not being an expert on it, I think it's pretty it's pretty kind of, you know, the main kind of narrative is it's a combination of lots of things. But does it make a difference? Because at the end of the day, we grow up, we are affected by, you know, societal norms and, and our upbringing and the nurture. And therefore, you know, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, so, but I think it does make a difference, Lavian, as much as if there are, if there are differences that are societal norms one might want, and, and, and they create inequalities, then one might want to try and change those societal norms. Oh, yeah. But if there are differences that are, 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 are nature, then you don't really have a means of changing those things. But you know what I think, Shal? Yeah. Right? I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you agree to this. Like, I I probably do it as well, right? Mm. But I, I try to at least, uh, I, I try not to do it as much as I can yeah. to, to sort of think about things of either or. Like it's either this or it's either that because yeah. I just think it it doesn't really for me it, I, yeah. it doesn't feel like when I get stuck in that type of thinking I, I I I feel like I'm hitting my head against the wall rather than actually trying to sort it out so 
when I came in here and we joked and I said, I don't think the questions were right is because yeah. I think what's more important than what we think or it, whether it's this or that, because we, the three of us are not going to solve that. <laughs> Let's face it, that question, right? Is, is just more about listening. So if someone says, my feeling is that the fact that um, my group of people, and it doesn't matter whether it's a gender or it's a religion or it's a, a race, doesn't matter, right? My group of people are treated differently because this is how people perceive me. Now, they perceive me this way, whether it's because of my biology and whether it's because of actual uh, my, uh, my society. What, what does it matter? That's how they perceive me. Right. And that makes me feel inferior and that makes me feel unfair and I feel like I don't have the same rights and I feel... So I think that in that in that context, what needs to happen is actually just listening mm -hmm. rather than trying to prove it wrong or finding the sort of like the answer, the ultimate answer. It's more about actually listening to people. No, it's my well, feeling. I would, say, I would say like in the present, you'd have to look at, uh, yeah, what exists exists. You'd have to look at the disadvantages that different people have yeah. in the present at yeah. the moment. But I guess what Shola is saying is more like if you go to the core of it, then you can, you can really philosophically, you can... But you're saying, Phil, it doesn't make a difference philosophically. It's a matter of practically. What matters on the ground and how what's people going on in their lives. And, and also, I like to think about it as like ever-changing because I don't think life is just static. And I think a lot right. of the conversation that people have about these type of topics are very static because they're, you, it's, it's a bit, sorry, am I allowed to say this, but it's a bit like talking about the Middle East conflict. It's like people mm. just keep seeing the same yeah. thing over and over again. But how is that actually helping? And actually, it doesn't take into account progress and changes because things have changed. So the way I look at it is like a wave. It's fluid. It changes all the time. Right. And things don't always go just in one direction, as life doesn't. Things go in loads of directions. There are streams going this way and streams going that way. And it's a bit like a dance. You take two steps forward, one step last. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're moving. Yeah. Mm. So the conversation, I think, has to start with listening. Because sometimes we think we know what the other side's going to say, and we actually have no idea what they're going to say. Right. Because we didn't listen. Yeah. So should we start all over? <laughs> Should we start I feel the like conversation? You have 10 questions for us. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I think yeah. we need a role reversal over here. But um, you, you're right, Tova. I think lots has changed in in terms yeah. of uh, equality. I mean, obviously, even on simple terms, you know, women got the vote 100 years ago, and and I think if you look at the workplace today, if you look at, I, I was just reading a book recently, not not a novel, a um. A, just a, bit of a biography or a history book about, and it talked about this woman who lived in Vienna, grew up in Vienna in the late 1800s, early 1900s, yeah. and she was the first woman to get into Vienna University. She was the first woman to kind of be a student at the university over there. Again, you look at universities today compared to that, I mean, yeah. there's really significant equality over there, and in the workplace as well. You know, there were, not only that, we have a lot of legislation to protect women in the workplace in particular, mm -hmm. um, uh, particularly around, around pregnancy and around birth. And uh, so, so I think if you take a snapshot of where society is today versus where society was 100 years ago, you can't even compare the two. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's massive progress. And I think you're right. I think that needs to be recognized and appreciated and, and respected. 
before we start talking about all the problems, uh-huh. you know, and what, what, what still needs to change, where well, a lot has changed. You know, I agree with you. I think that in many ways there's been so much progress and, you know, you brought out the right to vote. To me, it always sounds so shocking when you hear about, like, when you hear yeah. of the years, how actually not so yeah. long ago that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really kind of shocking. Like, I think everybody just needs to take a moment to really yeah. take that in yeah. because it is quite shocking. Uh, but also, I recognize the fact that, you know, I live, I'm a, I'm a Jewish uh, um, white woman, um, you know, half Iraqi, half Irish, converted. Uh, Shaul checked, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the so point is, the no. But the point, the point, yeah. But the point is that I have a lot of privileges yeah. that even that other women yeah. don't have. Yeah. So again, when we talk about the whole conversation of uh, gender inequality, we have to also talk about it. I think in in re- in reflection with privilege and. Mm. You know, well, you well, you sit here and say what you said, and I agree with you. Like for me, as a woman, I live in a Western rich country. Yeah, I've got loads of rights. I'm married to an amazing man, and we have 100% equality in our house and partnership of yeah. everything, including mm-hmm. everything. Right? Um, brilliant. But for so many women around the world, that is not the case. Yeah. And the reason why it's not the case is solely because of inequality and gender-related inequality. Mm-hmm. It's, not, mm-hmm. it's not because they're living in countries that the, those rights don't exist for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's because those rights don't exist for them because they are women. So when I think about women and equality and in that think, I think of, of women who are not necessarily as privileged as I am. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and by the way, that doesn't even have to be far away from us. It doesn't have to be in faraway countries. You know, you have you have to consider women of color. You have to consider you know women of well, other well, religious. You, you have to consider a lot of a lot of a lot of groups. And the day that all women everywhere have the rights and are equal, then that's the day that we can all go right. <laughs> we're done. Right, we're done. Brilliant. You know, but I don't yeah. think we're there yet. You know, I talk about a lot of these things on my platforms not because they impact me personally on a daily basis because they don't. You know, but they impact other people. Mm. And there are things, by the way, that do impact me on a daily basis. But these aren't even the things that were on the list of questions. You know, yeah. when we talked about the talk when I did hear about casual sexism, casual mm-hmm. sexism and sexism mm. and sexual violence and misogyny and lots of other things. They are a reflection mm. of and still in, in uh, uh, inequality in society. So although I get the right to go to the uh, Kalfi, I was going to say in Hebrew, to the uh, to the voting thingy booth and put my thing in, and although I have the right to wear trousers and drive a car and all these things that women weren't allowed to do in this country not so long ago, um, I still am subjected to a lot of other things simply because of my gender. Mm, and that is mm. a reflection of a broken society that still has a lot of these ideas. And it kind of makes sense that they, we still will. And by the way, women have these ideas as well. It's not just men. Because, you know, the patriarchy, which is yeah. the society we live in, is we, we've all grown up in it. So these beliefs that we have are so ingrained in us and they get reinforced by everything around us. You know, you live in a in a religious world, so I don't know how much of this you are exposed to. And when I came in to do the talk, there was a whole debate about how much I could show. But, you know, the things that I showed were literally just yeah. like the tip of the iceberg. We're talking <laughs> about movies. We're talking about songs. We're talking about everything on the Internet. We are talking about everything around us that I think serves as, um, how do you say, um, brainwashing brainwashing us to believe certain ideas that contribute towards gender inequality so yes i get to go to work and i get to wear pants and i get to go to the voting and to vote Mm -hmm. but people still look at me as 
less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Hashtag not all men. Right. <laughs> Just to put it out there. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, Toba. I was brought up in a home. My father um, was very sort of ahead of his time with yeah. this. My, my, firstly, I had a, I have three older sisters, so and, and they're much older than me. So my father f- used to have only three daughters. Wow. You know, so he was surrounded by women yeah. in his life. And he was really very, like I say, very forward thinking. Even in the 60s and the 70s, he, like, like my bar mitzvah at the, in, the, um, in the very early 80s, I think it was 1980 even, 79 even, all my, all my sisters spoke at the bar mitzvah. My sister was the chairman, the chairwoman, chair whatever it was, the chair. And um, my other sisters gave the speeches. Nobody speaks but for me just because I was the bar mitzvah boy. Mm-hmm. And that was like, People couldn't believe that. People were like, oh my gosh, what's got into the Rosenblatt family who are a bunch of lunatics that it's like the women who are speaking over here. For my father, it was very normal. For my father, it was like, of course, why, why wouldn't you do that? But that, that wasn't the society at the time. So I grew up in a home that very much had that focus. So it is a little bit ingrained into me, a little bit in my bones, you know. Uh, Plus, although I, I'm sure I've met you'll your still wife. point out. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's clear who wears the trousers. <laughs> I know your wife. No, I don't know. You see, like, I don't, I don't think it's like a who wears the trousers. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just a turn of phrase. But I'm saying there's a lot of balance and equality yeah, in our, exactly. in, in our relationship. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, and, and we have a lot of respect for each other. Yeah. And it's not a question of man and woman. It's not the point. We're, we're human beings sharing a life together, sharing an experience together. We happen to be male and female. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, but that's just, uh, that's just one little detail of the whole picture of our relationship. 100%. I'm very, I'm very with you on that. I mean, there's a direction we could go in here that maybe let's see. I like the idea, just following up from what you're saying, like yeah. and about your description of your relationship with Hannah. Um, so I can relate. Like, I feel yeah. like I have the same t- type of relationship with Mike, mm. with my mm. husband. And I think what I like about it is that it was sort of left to the individuals that make up this yeah. couple rather mm. than the gender stereotypes that yes. people like to assign yes. to genders. Yes, that's and true. I think a catalyzing thing is also possibly part, again, I'm not an expert at this, but it seems like it's our human nature is to put things in drawers and have things kind of like catalyzed. Oh, so, yeah. you know, to label things, you know, yeah. we, ju- we just like that. And it's like not necessarily that. a bad thing. Yeah, I think it's probably because there's so much out there and it's like yeah. a way to process things, yeah, you know? Yeah, understand yeah. Them, yeah, but you do miss out on a lot when you do that. And I think everybody knows this. Yeah. So when it comes to partners, to couples, again, even having that uh, that dynamic is so great because, you know, there was a time where I stayed at home with the kids, you know, with my eldest for two years and Mike was the sole kind of provider for our family and it suited our family at the time. And then it didn't suit our family anymore and things changed and we did something else. And now we're doing something else yet again. And that is okay, you know. And what was great was was the uh, the individuals that make up that couple were able to bring forward to the table their strengths and also what they wanted to do. And that was okay. Like, I just think not having that uh, fluidity and that open mind is just actually uh, rules out a lot of people that could be really good at the job right. from doing a job just because they're not supposed to be good at the job because mm. someone said that they weren't supposed to be good at the job but it doesn't it doesn't really account for individuals um and for me with what you said that's the thing that came to my mind is that you know 
you know, Hannah might be really good at one thing, so off you go. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if the guy is supposed to be doing that thing. Like, mm. who cares? Right. But it, so when it comes to roles, do you think there's any any difference, though? Any Should any any specific gender be set to any specific role, or is it kind of all open day, you know? No, I think that once it made sense, maybe, to have that, because life was so different, you know? Um, even though, I mean, let's not go back to the Stone Age, but, you know, there right. there is a proof to, that actually women did hunt and all of that. But my point is, you know, maybe at some point it made sense. But I don't think in modern day, like real society, there's real, you know, there's uh, most people people don't really, you know, the whole argument about like hard labor, hard labor, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, most jobs are not really hard labor. You're not sweating right now. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) You're talking about today. Yeah, most jobs can be done by either. It's not, it's not, not that I, for one minute, by the way, think that women can't do hard labor. Of course we can. You know, but my point is that. I don't think those things really apply anymore. I think we need to get out of that type of thinking. And when it comes to motherhood, um, so, you know, motherhood is motherhood, fatherhood is fatherhood. And I know that one of the arguments is this kind of, again, this kind of uh, thought, narrative, whatever, that women are better at caring for babies. I think historically women did care more for babies, so we got better at it. From my experience, I can tell you just personal story. When my first daughter was born... I, first of all, let's go back before, you know, the whole idea of girls just want to become moms, you know, the girls playing with dolls and all they want is just become a mommy. I wasn't that. I didn't want to be, I I had absolutely no thoughts about becoming a mother, like not even for one minute. And then at some point in my life, I thought, "Mm, okay, I I kind of want kids. I should probably get on the sort of like on the train, on the train in that (laughs) way, you know? And when I had my child, I was expecting to have this amazing motherly instinct kick in because that's what society told me that I should expect. Right. And it never, it never kicked in. It didn't, I didn't feel in the way that I had read that I was supposed to feel. And I felt a lot of shame and I felt like something was wrong with me because there was absolutely no, um, uh, society doesn't even allow women to even say that they immediately think that something's wrong. And I will tell you now that many women feel that way. It's just frowned upon. So women don't say it. They don't say it. They play that role because that is the role that we've been assigned. And, for the first, I remember first few months of having a baby, I'm a real control freak. And this is something that's true about all my life. So motherhood was obviously going to be like another example of that. what you and Hannah get on Exactly. So I took control over this new project, right? right. This new baby became, became my big OCD, you know, like yeah. uh, uh, source of whatever. And I did everything. Actually not really allowing my partner, who's a very capable human being, to do anything. Like, he was not allowed to do anything. So how would he ever get good at it? One of the reasons why women are so good with babies is because they spend more time with babies. Honestly, it's experience. It's practice. That's all it is. I mean, practically, there's, I mean, nursing babies, and it's a, it's, it's a lot. If you're, on the mother. if you're nursing and you're not expressing, but that's the yeah. one thing. That is the one thing. And you don't nurse all the time, and not forever either. When the, my baby was four months old, I got cast in a play because I was an actress back then. And uh, I went up to Edinburgh to do a show. And I had a run for three weeks. And my husband was running a venue up in Edinburgh. And we thought, well, great, we'll go. And I was still nursing, but I was expressing at that time. And I thought, I can't leave her with him. He's going to kill her. <laughs> like, this is going to be awful. Which, by the way, is really stereotypical, like really sexist thinking on my behalf. Like, right, why right. did I think that? But this is how I was programmed to think. And... I remember the first night leaving her with him, petrified, ran to the play, did the play, bye, thanks, ran back and walking in the door and she was fast asleep, fed, bathed, happily. 
And I remember a penny. I could hear it going, clink. <laughs> My husband does everything. And he's an amazing father. And there's nothing that he hasn't done from that day. It was a matter of me releasing the control that I thought I needed to have and going, do you know what? He's going to do it differently. <laughs> yeah. There might be a bit more of a mess, but he's he's great. And 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 that it's been a learning curve ever since. You know, so I feel like, I feel like both genders can fill technically fill that role. But when you look at just can't look at animals, for example, mm -hmm. right? So with the mom and dad when it comes to animals. <clears throat> You do. I, I don't know. I'm not a um, National Geographic animal expert, but <laughs> whatever it's called. But you do see some type of natural, I, don't, I think, gravitation of a newborn child, not necessarily because of the fact that the mother's nursing them, but kind of this natural attachment to the mother. The dad goes out and hunts and brings back the food and the mom's kind of with the child and taking care of. I've seen pigeons, you know, like they actually do take turns. The mom and the dad sitting on the eggs, I think, for, with pigeons. That's amazing. But the dad the goes and gets some food. The penguins as well, no? With, with penguins. I think penguins I think a lot of birds. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot yeah. of birds. They, they switch off. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. <laughs> We're watching these so uh, David Attenborough <laughs> things. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seem yeah. to recall. Yeah. But I think I, I and maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like there is some type of natural gravitation of a child, a new, especially a newborn child, towards its mm -hmm. mom. And the dad having kind of this sort of... And you can't say there's societal influence there because no one's influencing the animals that kind of live on their own in the wild. So you do see some type of biological connection. Well, it way. might just be... there is. You see, there's the practical part that you're talking about as well, which okay. I think is important. But uh, I just wanted to say just a little bit of a... Talking about male stereotypes, a little story of myself. Yeah, okay. I, um, the opposite of your story okay. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that... Um, I remember when, when Akiva was born, you know, and thank God he's still alive today, Akiva, so all's well that ends well. But um, <laughs> Where is this going? But, yeah, exactly. But my wife, um, my, I, I was going out to the bank, and my wife said, um, take, maybe take the baby with, you know, and I was like, okay. And she said, but you sure you're okay? And I said, yeah, don't worry, I'll be fine. And she says, but, but you know, you can look after him. And I was like, you know, exactly as you did kind of thing all those worries and all those concerns. So off I went and I'm like, no, I can do this, don't worry. So I went to the bank and I'm standing in the bank in line <clears throat> um, waiting for the teller. And I'm thinking to myself, so it was bothering me, something's in the back of my mind, like like, <laughs> like just, just something plaguing me, just the thought was there and I couldn't pinpoint what it was. Suddenly I'm like... <gasps> I left the baby in the car. Oh, <laughs> oh no, Sarah. Put the cuffs on. But, Put the cuffs on. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I was like, oh my gosh. I like, I, I can't imagine. I'd love to have had, get, be able to get the video of that bank, you know. Did the, you ever the, tell Hannah? Does she know? It wasn't Hannah. It's not oh, Hannah. This is so, a lot. Oh, yes, this is a keeper. Yes, yes. It was like, I, I, it would be great to watch that video because you'd yeah. see a picture of a guy standing in line, very relaxed, <laughs> suddenly jumps in the air and he's um, like, he runs out like a lunatic. And yeah. thank God he was he was fast asleep in the car. But I'd, I'd gone to some of the shops first, you know. He'd been in there for about at least 20 minutes, half oh, an hour on his own. I, ju I just want to answer what you uh, asked. So again, I, I'm again, I, I don't know because I'm not, I don't, I'm not an expert in animals, so I don't know what how animals behave. But the way I look at it is, I think that again, for me, is not really where the conversation should be. In a sense that, even if it was right, even if there is some sort of natural gravitation towards the mom or whatever, it still should be left as a choice, you know, as an individual. 
Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Okay. Like if you're if if you're built in a certain way that's really good for I don't know for I don't know for uh, weightlifting or for I don't know for something does it mean right. you have to be the one doing it? Like it should right. be left to the individual. I don't think people should be the jobs, our roles of what we do in our lives in right. our society should be assigned to us just because. And again, I don't know if this is true, but I'm just saying, like, even assuming if it was true, biologically that assuming that, was that yeah, role. it still needs to be a complete choice because some couples, for example, choose to have someone else raise their kid altogether. Right. You know, you could choose to have a nanny, right, yeah. or an au pair. You know, so that's neither of the people. Like, you know, yeah, like maybe exactly. uh, there's a, there maybe there's a parent or a carer, someone else, mm. another family member who is involved in the raising of the children. You choose who is the best person in the combination that makes up your family. Right. And sometimes that will be the woman and sometimes that will be the man. And sometimes that will be, like I said, a completely different individual that's part of your family and part yeah. of your whatever. So I guess humans can make that conscious choice. I but think I so. guess the, the question, you're right. Yeah, correct. Yeah. I would agree and, with and it's that, something but... that we kind of have over animals. I think I'm hearing you say, which which does make sense. You know, yeah, animals don't get to make that choice because they are just bound by by nature. You know, and they are they have instincts, and they don't necessarily have the ability to transcend those instincts in the way that we human beings do. And that's that's what gives an advantage over animals. And in a way, what you're saying is that if we just end up living our lives because of our nature as animals. And we, we don't do it, by the way. Our, yeah, we don't do that. And we in don't, we don't do, do that in general. Many, in many our other fields of our life, yeah. you know, yeah, we, we as yeah, animals, and, and we, we should be that. walking naked outside and, right, and sure. eating rats from the street yeah. like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and we don't do that. So you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right. And I, I think just on, on along these lines, you know, that I, I think to add to that and to kind of support what you're saying on some level, is is that I think there are two key fundamental changes, probably more but just practical changes that happen in society that have sort of, in a way, liberated women, let's say, just by the nature of the change. And I, we've talked about this on a different podcast, I think, something that I learned from my son who pointed this out to me. Um, the first thing is, is just sort of technology, modern technology. It used to be that to run a home was a full-time job. You know, it was an absolute full-time job. You needed to go and draw water from the stream and he needed yeah. to go and chop the wood and he needed to light the fire and he needed to heat up the water he needed to wash the laundry by hand it was it was full time that's not true nowadays mm. doesn't it's not a full time job to run a home so there, there was a time when you did sort of a little bit need you did have those two roles there was the role of the home and there was the role of the the breadwinner that doesn't exist in the same way anymore in that and, and it would make sense if one if they're both full time roads, specialization would make sense, would make more sense. You still have the concept, like you're saying, of well, which one's gonna specialise? Um, and you could have a, a balance between the two. But I think at the time when it was <clears throat> when human beings were, were struggling to make ends meet, I think you didn't have the luxury of anything other than specialization. I think that so that's changed. That's mm -hmm. very different today. And obviously the second change is contraception. Mm -hmm. Because you had a time when, when you know, when we were getting pregnant the whole time mm -hmm. under normal, normative circumstances. And, and there is a reality that, to the fact that pregnancy and post-pregnancy, um, there is, there, it is debilitating. You know, it's not, not easy for a woman pregnant to, the, to go out and work in the fields. There is, a, there, is, there is a reality about that. Nowadays, that's not true anymore either. So once you take away those two factors, then, then the world's very different. Yeah. And I think that e even as Orthodox Jews in our society that does have sort of the, the value of sort of nuclear va family and the roles, 
I think we need to look at that. I think we need to, the world's changed and we, we need to be able to um, adapt, adapt with changes in the world. Yeah. And, and I'll give you an example even in the Orthodox world. Firstly, the Orthodox world has gone in a, bit, a little bit of an interesting direction in my mind. Because if you look at the Orthodox world, the, the ultra-Orthodox, you know, the Haredi world today, yeah. Yeah. there is still that, that little bit gender roles, but they're different to what they used to be. Mm-hmm. Because nowadays, in the Haredi world, women are the breadwinners mm-hmm. for the most part. The men sit and learn Torah all day. The women are A, the breadwinners, and the nurturers. They've taken on double the amount of women in the Haredi world. And, and I guess credit to the... To, capabilities that they have to be able to do that but but for example um there is a piece of software that's <clears throat> popular in the in the Haredi world that has basically all pretty much all of Torah books throughout history on it. it's got a hundred thousand books on it and in on this hard disk and it's a very sophisticated piece of software really you can do all sorts of searches and 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 it's, it's very um it's very clever the software all of the um, all of the IT department, all of the uh, what do you call it, technical support mm-hmm. department, is women. Mm-hmm. Not 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 what you would expect, mm-hmm. you know. Me mm-hmm. and my yeah. kind of what you would call I don't know what you would call it, but whatever by uh, <laughs> sexist um, um, preconceptions. You know, preconceptions, yeah, absolutely. Calls up and feels like that, you know. And I speak to the <laughs> IT department. And she says, yes, I'm the IDD department. I'm like, okay, fine, let's, let's see if you can help me. And I guess I'm just being honest here, you know. And I was like, whoa, that was so impressive. She did it in five seconds, you know. She, she knew this software inside and out and was... But, but you're right, what you're pointing to is, I understand what you're pointing to, but even, even, even not, not even in me, you know, in myself, that's already, I already have that kind of sexist attitude that I don't expect that a woman could help me with IT. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I, and I think like uh, it's not just you. I think it's so ingrained in us. Like I said, I, I really do think that women have those preconceptions as well. Not just about men, but about just women. about, about ourselves. ourselves. Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. It's uh, I always say, <laughs> you know, I I I I was born female. I was raised as a, as a woman my entire life, and I feel like I had a real awakening. Actually, I didn't see it. These things really went above my head because they're just so part of our culture mm. you know and especially a secular culture and it's a bit like the matrix you take mm. that what is it the red pill the, the pill, green pill yeah you never remember but you take that pill or like the uh the it's a, it's a that right it's the yeah, same yeah, yeah, yeah. you take that pill you eat that apple and that's the end of it you can't not see it anymore it's there mm. it's there everywhere all around us all the time we have these preconceptions and by the way we have preconceptions about people even not on a gender basis mm, you mm, have mm. that naturally built in in you because we all have prejudice mm. uh, so there's definitely a gender-based prejudice um, just going back to what you said about the roles and 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 that what your son said about the technology I think um, I think it's a really good point and I think uh, you know in the amount of work that goes in more physical labor kind of manual labor that went into you know running a house definitely mm. has changed but I think what's interesting to also think about is how that role, regardless of how physical it is or how, how it's not physical, if it's less physical now, how it was valued and how mm. it's valued. And mm. I think that's a, a major issue, actually, when you talk about the equality between the genders, because the role of women, and again, I'm not necessarily talking about the uh, f- from uh, community because I'm not part of it, so I don't know. But in a secular world, right, 
the role of a homemaker, you know, yeah. a housewife, or even if it's a house husband, right, is really not looked at as something very valuable at yeah. all. Yeah. And it's compared to, yeah, but I make 200,000 pounds a year. But if yeah. you calculate yeah. what this other person does actually in the house, so if you'd have to hire a chef mm. and you have to hire a nanny mm. and you have to hire a chauffeur to take your kids everywhere and you have to hire someone to do your laundry and to do blah, 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 yeah. Yeah. actually adds up to more than 200,000 pounds a year. Yeah, so really yeah. the, the value, the contribution yeah. is massive mm. and the, and society has never seen it that yeah. way. No, you're right. And so, uh, never, not yeah. even when it was go down to the river and yeah, <laughs> watch yeah, it yeah, against yeah, the stone, ever. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, even in a certain way, all the more so. It wasn't valued then, but but you're right. What we value, we value yeah. kind of two things. We value that which is paid yeah. and that which is public and and or visible, you know. Right. And and the homemaker role is neither of those yeah. by by definition. Mm. And so a hundred percent. And I think I think a big part of that is what is what you know. I'm I'm wondering if if the those values have been true throughout history. Yes. In other words, is that is that what was respected throughout history? So and if I'll it tell wasn't, you, then perhaps homemaker yeah. role was equally valued. It was. In, in historically. It was. It was. Yeah. Again, not necessarily my field of expertise, but I have yeah. looked into it because I'm very interested in this topic. Mm, and mm. I think um, it has to do with patriarchy. And it has to do from when a patriarchy society was established. And the world wasn't always patriarchal. It wasn't. Yeah. And I think it happened, we, people could, listening can probably look this up, but I think it sort of happened around the time when people started settling in places, you know? So it was before uh, humans kind of moved from place to place, but like animals, yeah. there was a point in time in history where people well, started I think that settling. that would have been the segue from maybe hunter-gatherers yes, yes, into, into agriculture yes, and farming yes. and that type of thing. And then at that point, something in society changed changed yeah. and it became a patriarchal society mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the problem i think by the way with why we value things as more or less is because we again there's there we've been we have been again we've been educated brainwashed whatever you want to call it to believe that certain things are of more value we mm -hmm. are in a, we live in a capitalist capitalist society that values money above all more yeah. than anything you know um so we in our thing we think for example hard labor is yeah. considered hard labor hard yeah. work yeah it yeah. must be hard because yeah. it's in the title yeah you know whereas other work that potentially isn't hard in a sense that it's hard labor is very very important possibly more important but it's somehow valued as less so when i said to you at the beginning i think the questions are wrong yeah. i think that's the thing that we need to look mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. is that is the frame that we even have these conversations in mm -hmm. you know we really have to question everything yeah. we've ever been taught or told yeah. you know um Yeah, and for years I really believed that. I thought uh, being a, a business man, <laughs> brackets I'm putting man, because that was the only thing I heard, you yeah. know, was far more important than being, I don't know, an educator, mm. for example. Mm. Someone that educates young people. Mm. How is that even possible? <laughs> that is yeah. more important. It's so yeah. ridiculous when you think about it, really. Yeah, of course. But, value, but yeah. you don't think about it. You yeah. don't think about it. It's just yeah. presented to you as a thing, and then you just go, oh, yeah. Yeah. So then when someone says, but I do all of this and I cook and I've cleaned and I, I've run a home and I've done this, you just go. Mm. Yeah. You know? Well, well, it's the same thing as you're saying with like with so many roles in society that we don't value them in the same way because like like nurses, you know, yeah. or, or yeah. dare I say it, rabbis, you know, rabbis are not paid that well, mm. you know, and I think it's just mm. an, an undervaluing of the contribution that, that rabbis make. Mm. It's a reality. It's a reality of society. 
and and that that kind of comes around to the question, which which probably is a question that you yeah. would that you would uh, say should be on the agenda on some level is is kind of how do you change this? You know what 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 can you do? And 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 I think we would go we would diverge a little bit over there, but yeah. but let's maybe let's kind of move on to that and discuss it because um, you see I have in my in in my home uh, my kids know that the word fur isn't in our dictionary. Fair? Fur, uh-huh. yeah. It's not in our dictionary. Sorry about my Liverpool accent. I can understand okay. things no, a little bit I wasn't differently. Sure. Yeah. Um, um, so, like a bath. I say a bath and everyone says, what's a bath? <laughs> a bath. A bath, yeah. What? Bath, yeah. What? Like a bath. A bath, yeah. In, this, in, in London, they pronounce it a bath. Oh, okay. For me, that's bath. normal. The Queen's I say English. bath. Oh, you say bath? Oh, good. Yeah. Excellent. But not like you. I say like American bath. bath. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fine. Americans say it differently as well. Yeah, yeah. In this country, people, a lot of people are like, what, a bath? What's a bath? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds intriguing. Yeah, that's right. There's I a few one. words I say like that from my kind of Liverpool background. Um, so fur, yeah. what is, what, the, the kids, if the kids open a dictionary, we've got three dictionaries at home. Yeah. In all of them, the word fur has been crossed out. I crossed out the word fur. So I, my kids say, oh, that's not fur, Abba. And I say, well, go and, what word did you say there? They said, fur. And I said, I don't understand. What's that word mean? Can you define that for me? Yeah. I say, go and look it up in a dictionary. And they're like, well, it's not in a dictionary. You know, I'm like, oh, good. I'm glad it's not in a dictionary. Because um, I'm of the very strong belief that it's not the job, in my mind, it's the job of individuals to be fur. Yeah. Um, it's my responsibility for, to myself for my own values to try and do right by other people. I, 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 but I don't believe it's the responsibility of society to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that's the role of society um, or, or, or as a father either to impose fairness on my family. It's so not for, for my kids to ask for it. Between them, you mean? Yeah, yeah, between yeah. them. Between but you them. believe that people should be fair for themselves? Like, I, uh, themselves, I, I, just not No, you, I don't believe no? it's okay. my job to make other people fair. Oh, yeah, but, I, I, can, I can educate them yeah. to be fair. But you want to be and fair. And I, e- I want to be okay, fair. Yeah. I, want to try, I want to try and do what... Yeah. Well, well, it depends on what you mean by fair. You know, oh. do I want to give the same thing to every child? I don't think that's good because I don't think that's the way life goes. Yeah, but that's now we're getting so into def- I, what's your I, definition of fair. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What is our definition of fair? Yeah. So I, I'm not a big fan, for example, yeah. of rights. I don't yeah. like the idea of rights because, yeah, <laughs> it's a funny thing to say. I know it's like, whoa, that, uh, that's why I said we might diverge <laughs> over here. <laughs> Where am I? Yeah, that's right. Where am I coming to over uh, yes, here? Okay. I, I'm, I, would, I would point much more yeah. in the direction of responsibilities. Yes. Because okay. because rights, in my mind, are essentially me grabbing for myself as opposed to me looking to give to others, me looking to contribution. So when you look at, for example, the right to vote, you're saying it's my yeah. responsibility to vote. It, it, vote. It's, no, Is that what you're no, saying? No, I'm saying Sorry, that, I'm trying to understand. That it's, it's my responsibility yeah. to ensure that people get what the... the, the, the people get mm-hmm. the opportunity to do that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But... But it's not their right to have it. Because once, we, once people start talking about rights, I believe rights point people towards selfishness. Mm. I believe that rights point people towards trying to get all they can get. You know, this is my right. I have a right over here. And if I have a right, then I'm going to insist on it and I'm going to make it happen. I, 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 I believe educationally 
that I would rather point people towards responsibilities. What's your responsibility? Not what not yeah. what you're what's your responsibility to this society? Look in that direction. And and and, and towards others as well. Um um yes. Okay. However, however, okay. so for example, let's take anti Semitism. Right. Someone wants to be anti-Semitic, and uh, that's okay by me. That's you know I want to try and educate him. I think it's a shame for him. Yeah. That he's anti-Semitic. I think he's missing out on on a big part of human values, and those values are a benefit to him and would mm. would contribute to his mm. life and would add to his life. But but I don't feel it's my job to stop people being anti-Semitic. And and you can't probably. Well, whether I can or whether I can't <laughs> is another question. Yeah. But even if I could to okay. impose on them that they can't be anti-Semitic, yeah. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of that. I understand society does those things, and yeah. f- fine. I would set rules about, you know, they can't come beat me up. Do you think it's their right know? to be anti-Semitic? I'm not a fan of rights, remember, Toba. No, but, but I'm trying to understand. And do you think you have a right, though, to, to sort of be protected from no, anti-Semitism? No. Well, no. Well, no. So, like, I, if the police come and there's that, someone coming at you, do you feel like you have a right to be protected in that moment? No, no. but I think it's sensible for society to create laws and rules so that there isn't anarchy in that society. Okay. So it's a responsibility but, of society but, to keep people safe. It, yes. It's, okay. and it, it's my responsibility as a human being to treat people properly, and, okay. and, and it should be the responsibility of every human being to treat mm. people properly. That's something that I'm a big fan of educating. And, and I think... It's yeah. all about education. If we can yeah. educate people about responsibilities, yeah. then that will impact our society. The more we get caught up in rights, yeah. I feel that takes people away from responsibilities. I, I feel really like a, that. They're a distraction from responsibilities. I feel like framing it in that way, like I have to yeah. think about it more. Yeah. And, and maybe if, you, if you've written a longer piece about that idea, uh, I'd love to I read it. I do have something yeah. I've written up on just it. Just to think about it a bit more. But yeah, I, yeah. what I like about it is just that maybe I think it's more... Um, maybe people are more happy to listen to that. Yes. Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do know yeah. what you mean. No, I think it resonates more on yeah. a deeper level with yes. people. Yes, that's yeah. what I feel maybe. It, yeah. yeah. Because what it comes down to on a practical level is, do we change society through legislation or do we change society through education? Or can we kind of do, again, like that combo of lots of different things? Well, okay, fine, yes. <laughs> not either or. It's not and binary, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. What's the word you expect everything to come to you? You, you always forget this word. Oh, yeah, entitlement. Um, entitlement. entitlement. It's kind of like you empowerment see, yeah. versus yes. entitlement. Yeah, yeah. Empowerment and, and, is like you give people the responsibility, they'll take it on, it'll become something, it'll become If theirs. you educate them well, yeah, yeah. You educate point them, well. them in that Entitlement, direction. I don't know if it would be as long-lasting. And I think we live in a very entitled society. I think it would probably lead to changes in legislation because people well, would be happy with those changes. Well, that's true but it as would, well. Yeah. It would be more, though, a, an acceptance yes, yeah, of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, then... Yeah. then but, but it, and then it, it wouldn't be so hard to enforce either. Well, that's right. I was going to see there'd be less, in, in, less in, need for it. Yeah. It'd yeah. be less, less required. Wow. But I think the, that we sounds have... like a great kind of like a <laughs> campaign. You know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. You said we're not going to solve yeah. anything in this room. Really. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. amazing. You've <laughs> sold everything. Yeah. <laughs> sold everything. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Because I just, you it's know. It's not the Bill of Rights, you know. It's yeah, the Bill yeah, of yeah. Responsibilities. It's a Bill of Responsibilities. That's right. Oh, if we could change it, it to that, I think that would be very helpful. <laughs> and and not, we don't, wouldn't have the Court of Human Rights. You'd have the Court of Human Responsibilities. Yeah. You know, and and if we could, I just feel there's so much rights, 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 rights everywhere. I look, it's rights, 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 yeah. rights. And it's it's just created so much entitlement. And 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 when and entitlement in my mind is the opposite of responsibility. Mm-hmm. You're pointing people away from responsibility. 
So I just believe that if we could have a very different focus in our education, and it wasn't about rights, but it was about we're going to make legislation to protect people because that's part of our job. We have jobs to protect human beings, not because they're rights to be protected, but because society needs to make laws so there isn't anarchy and, and protection is an important thing in that society otherwise, so that society can function. Mm. But, but in addition to that, let's have a gung-ho absolute determination to point people in the direction of responsibility. And that's why I don't have the idea of fur in my home. Because what I want to teach my kids that you you have to make your life for yourself. Nobody's going to make it. It's not, not going to happen for you and it shouldn't happen for you. You need to you need to create your own furnace. You need to create what you need and, and contribute that to other people's lives as well and do that. Instead of looking to your brother to be fair to you or your father to impose that furnace in your life, stand on your own two feet. Take responsibility. If something's not working for you, go and have a conversation with your brother about that. Don't come crying to me. If something's not working for you, try and change your life. Try and change your situation. Mm -hmm. Try and change your circumstances. Don't go blaming. That's another word that's crossed out of my dictionary is blame. Don't go blaming other people. Don't go blaming society. Don't go blaming legislation. Don't go blaming history. Take responsibility and see what you can do. Yeah, so it's like being more kind of active about it and um, not active. uh, Yeah, active, I suppose. We're independent, independently active, but in a, not in a bitter way, not in a resentful way, but in a way that you genuinely feel like I have a contribution to make here and I have something to offer and let's try and offer this. I want it for my life, and let's yeah. try and offer it to others as well. And I think uh, the, the the like one of the things you said is like because you th- this whole uh, section started from yeah. how do we do it was the word education, which yes. you said several times, and I agree. Yeah, I think education is absolute key in yeah. well in everything, but definitely when it comes to bridging gaps in terms of ideas and. And and actually, even motivating mm-hmm, people to mm-hmm. take that type of responsibility yeah. is through yeah. education, yeah. Um, which and is why I think conversations like this are great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I try to do on my platforms the little bit that I can do in highlighting mm-hmm. social issues that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And there are so many of uh, social issues, but yeah. I choose to focus on women because that's something I'm passionate about. Yeah, you which know, is some, great. Yeah, someone yeah, else which... it might be mental health, someone else it might be something else. Like for me, that's my thing, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a woman, as a mom of girls. Like, yeah. I don't know why, but this is my thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, and, and I feel like I'm also learning constantly, mm. you know. Mm. Um, and sometimes just, you know, it feels very, very uh, uh, disheartening. Is Disheart- discouraging. Yeah. Discouraging, yeah. yeah. Very much so. Because sometimes it does feel like you're going up against something that's so big, you know, and yeah. trying to get the, just, you know how it feels. It feels like a wall and there's like, you're trying to get the drops of water in. So yeah, there's like yeah, little, yeah. little, little yeah, spaces, the little spaces. Yeah. But it's so powerful when someone does come back from a conversation, whether it took place privately in my DMs or through a video that I did about something or on, on the public forum that say, Do you know what? That's so interesting. Yeah. I never saw it that way. Like yeah. I never yeah. I never yeah. considered yeah. it in that way. I'm going to go away and think about that now. Like for me that's brilliant. Mm. You know, that's mm. so great. Mm. Cuz that's all you want really is for someone to people to question it and say, "Okay, yeah. maybe I did just think of this the way I was supposed to think about it, but there's yeah. other ways I could maybe consider." Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. 
So wow, this was good. Yeah, yeah, this good time, but thank you, thank you. That's really good. A lot, a lot of food for thought over there. I think on both sides of this this conversation, which is the way it should be. Yeah, we and, didn't get um, to any of your questions. Well, I feel, I feel well, bad. They were the I feel like questions. I really discouraged yeah, you, but yeah, <laughs> I think we had a much better conversation. Yeah, no, definitely, 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 conversation, definitely, for sure. But I did answer the questions. If you want, I'll leave this for you. Yeah. So you can, <laughs> you can read my answers later. Oh, well, you wrote some answers there. How dare you? No, I, I, I did. I did write okay, answers. Great, great. So. I'd be interested to see that. Well, well thank you so much. Thank you for the time. Thank you so much for having me. Conversation. Enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll I'll start downloading your podcast. Yeah. Okay. Great. Good. Good. Another Please listener. Do. Yeah. Please do. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah, cool. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Hi there, listener. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Better Call Shell. Look out for our upcoming episodes. Look out for new episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of your favorite listening platforms. And you can follow us, Tekin London, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, plus our website, tekin.co.uk, for more great content. If you like this episode, share it or tell a friend. Let us know what you think. Send an email to levi, L-E-V-I, at tikun.co.uk. Hey, we might even discuss it on another episode. Thanks again for listening.